Hello and welcome to the Teachers Inspire podcast, organised and run by Dublin City University. Teachers Inspire is an Ireland-wide initiative that seeks to celebrate teachers and to recognise the transformative role they play in our lives and in our communities. My name is Louise O'Neill and I am delighted that I have been asked once again to curate and share with you the many uplifting stories about teachers who have made a difference in your life. Check out these stories and more on the website teachersinspire.ie With this episode, we will find out a bit more about a particular network of schools that DCU is very involved with. It is called the DCU Changemaker Schools Network. And to give you an idea of what being a changemaker is like from the point of view of one of the children, here's a clip of a student from English National School. I'm a changemaker because I like to set out a good example to the younger students in English National School. That shows leadership and empathy. And I also like helping Bernie in the polytunnel. And that also shows empathy and leadership and creativity because I am the first person to step out there and help Bernie and the other children copy what I do and that makes English National School a better place. Fiona Collins is the network coordinator of the DCU Changemaker Schools Network. Fiona has come to the network on secondment from Francis Street School in Dublin, where she was principal. She is also a lecturer at the DCU Centre for Education Disadvantage and a PhD candidate. And if you're not feeling, you know, inadequate enough, she's also a TEDx speaker. Um, so welcome to the Teachers Inspire podcast. Thank you very much. Uh delighted to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited um, to talk about this. So for those who haven't heard of the DCU Changemaker School Network, could you maybe explain a little bit about, you know, what the network is and what its goals are? Yep. So the DCU Changemaker Schools Network is a collaborative professional learning network of 19 primary schools all over the island of Ireland who were chosen for creating systemic change in education. It's essentially a social innovation initiative of the DCU Institute of Education, which aims to support teachers to lead programmes of change in their schools, to support schools to address society's most pressing challenges, such as mental health, inequality and climate change. The overarching goal is to support students to develop their critical thinking skills and their problem solving skills. And we do this by grounding the work in the four pillars of empathy, creativity, leadership and teamwork. And it's those four pillars upon which the network is founded. And those four pillars are the precursor to 21st century learning skills, skills of the future. And I suppose our overall ambition is to transform and reimagine the education system and to empower our students to thrive in this ever changing world. And where better to start than with our schools? And where better to start than with one of the most innovative universities in the country and the largest institute of education in Europe? Mm. I, I love like I love the way your goal is like we just basically want to change the not just the entire school system, but, you know, the world. I think, you know, that's just, you know, aim big. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I suppose like, why do you think that we need changemaker schools? I mean, how will society benefit from more schools becoming involved with this network? Yeah, so we've one very, very simple and powerful idea. And that's to support our students as change makers. And a change maker is someone with the skills and confidence to lead change in their home, school and community. And the challenge of the network and the challenge of the schools is the development of those skills. And that's where DCU comes into it. And that's why it's a school university partnership. The reality is we know school is boring. (laughs) We know the old ways are not working. We know from all of the research that students, when they're engaged with their world in the current context, are encouraged and inspired to change the world. The future is now. Mm. Our students are the future and we're better to start fostering these skills than in our schools where children spend such a formative time in their lives, where their identities are created and where schools are sites for transformation and change. And our teachers are powerful agents in developing students' agency. And it is our students that are going to save the world and reclaim the mistakes that have been made. Okay, now a teacher who is involved with this network did describe you as a spiritual leader and I sort of thought he was exaggerating but now listening I'm like I will join your cult Fiona <laughs> like I will I will follow you where you want to go you see I really believe in this because from my own experience and my own background and I know you you were interested in teachers and you come from a long line of teachers I never wanted to be a teacher I wanted to be a social worker yeah And I wanted to work specifically in prisons and I had a deep interest in social justice and I was always very drawn towards marginalised students, particularly travellers when I was younger. And my mother, being the formidable woman that she was, decided that wasn't the career for me. And she told me I was to do teaching and I wanted to go to Dublin where the crack was because I'm a Cork (laughs) woman. So I said, let's go to Dublin. And wasn't, you know, that drawn towards it initially until I had my first teaching practice in a school in Tala in Killinarden. And I absolutely fell in love, fell in love. And it was there, I suppose, my interest was ignited in the power of education. And it was there I knew that through connection and through relationships that you could make real changes. And when I left college, I got a job in a school in the inner city of Dublin in the Liberties. And this school used to be called Frantic Street because it was so hard to get teachers to teach in the school. Mm. And I became principal at the age of 26. Wow. And 26. at 26, I was principal of an all boys school in the heart of the Liberties in Dublin 8. <laughs> and over your mother wasn't the only formidable woman in <laughs> yeah. your family. I get the feeling. But over the course of my time there and I had wonderful mentors and that's what I always say to teachers is to support each other because it's that mentorship. And I suppose when you when you are with other people and particularly other women who can guide you and see something in you to support you. But I had a formidable predecessor who saw something in me. And when she handed the mantle over to me at the ripe old age of 26, over the course of 10 years with the team in the school, we developed what we now call an empathy based methodology program where we worked with our students around the cultivation of empathy to address behavioural issues, but essentially address some of the societal challenges that our students were facing. But we were nominated as a changemaker school in 2014 for that work. Mm. And that's when our lives changed. That's when the school became on the map. 
That's when we were introduced to schools all over the world who were doing really innovative things. That's where we met other schools in Ireland. They were thinking similar to us, which is what are the contextual needs of our students and how can we address them? And what does that look like in our classroom? And how can we harness this time that we're spending with these students to change their lives and to change the world? And then that has led me to this lovely position that I have now where I get to work with schools like this and like Frank that you you were talking about uh, all the time, every day. Yeah. Well, I was going to say we can now maybe turn to Frank, who is here via Zoom. Um, And as I said before, Fiona came in, was absolutely singing her praises. Um, So, Frank Keane, you are principal of Skolbrida Shantala in Galway City. Um, and I, yeah, I suppose I just I'm really curious to know I suppose what it's like to be one of the schools who put this into practice um, and how you're seeing results on the ground. So, Frank, when you say that, you know, you're a change maker school, what does that mean to you and what does that mean for your pu- pupils? We were operating probably um, a, a lot, embracing a lot of what the change maker schools have before we joined the network. And as I said to Fiona and, and some of the Changemaker in the past, when we joined the Changemaker Network, uh, the best way I can describe this would be, it was like finding your own tribe. Mm. There was a powerful and an incredible energy between the schools and the personnel in, that school, in the schools that gave us a drive and I suppose an encouragement. And it gives, it, it, it empowered us to believe in the vision that we were presenting to our own children that we were on the right path. The lovely thing about the Changemaker School, unlike any other organisation, you're not applying. We were just chosen at random and we had no idea who chose us or why we were chosen. And there was a process that we went through. And that was, uh, that was in 2017. And while that operated uh, somewhat in the darkness, it was the link with DCU and, uh, and Fiona's commitment to get involved with DCU that set a framework for us that made us believe and gave us the, um, I suppose, the toolkit to go forward. And, and those skills that she talks about were hugely, uh, uh, I suppose, impressive in that we knew we were empathetic and then empathy, but we were strong on empathy. And then suddenly there was leadership, there was teamwork, there was creativity. And for us, that was, I suppose, the light bulb moment for us. That was the, the change. We, uh, n- now we had a group that we could connect with. Now there was a community of practice that were similar to us. Now there was like-minded people and like-minded individuals. And now we had had a, it had a university-based, um, giving it, I suppose, credibility to the education yeah. uh, philosophy that we were following. But most of all, it was child-centered, child-based, uh, child-led. And uh, th- like for us, it's the fact that it's child-led. Um, yeah. that inspires us every day. So yeah. the best way I can say as a change maker school, and I'll just finish with this and take the next question, is that in the past, our, st- our staff would, would be watery or maybe not be 100% to all the initiatives. There was 100% buy-in to the change maker uh, school philosophy. And it was because it was a positivity approach. No longer did you look at a problem negatively. You looked at the problem and said, this is a problem. How can we change mm. this? How can the children be involved in changing this? Mm. What would you do as a child? How can you help us? What's your advice to us? Because 
um, the system we were working in in the past wasn't working so we needed to get advice from the people who can make a difference in the yeah. future. So you said you started in 2017. So like what initiatives um, have you introduced in the school and what has been the response with the students and um, the teachers to those initiatives? Yeah, so um, a lot of the, first of all, a lot of the initiatives are children that it, it's coming from what they need, what they see, what they value, where they see their they, what, where education can be beneficial for them. For example, one of the, the, the huge issues that was our, our school was a lot of children, um, you know, had severe la language difficulty and there was a high percentage of our children in the school had had dyslexia. Mm. These were struggling within the class system and one of the teachers took, took, um, you know, took advice from one of the children who was struggling and said, look, I'll help you. And he did a huge advocacy uh, for assessing children with dyslexia even though there was no benefit directly for the school in doing that, because from an advocacy point, there was a long-term benefit for them as children. And he set up, and then he didn't want this to be seen as negative, so he set it up as a positive. So he, he got the, he, he came to me and he said, I noticed that you're not going to like this because assess, I want you to assess kids that you're going to get nothing for uh, teacher-wise, but you'll get something life, lifelong support for. And in that, then we had we set up a group where where children, because they were assessed with um, dyslexia, were able to get exemptions from Irish. And then when they got their exemption from Irish, he was able to take out the mouth from Irish class and set up a group called Creative Nation. And he created a positive link that this was positive. This was that there are loads of really, really clever people yeah. just like you. And what's Creative and Nation then, Frank? So Creative Nation is, is a specific group for dyslexic children that, uh, that addresses their issues, you know, and allows them to uh, do things like mind mapping. Okay. And it, it, so um, the level of, uh, of stress reduction for those mm -hmm. children in a class setting or the fact that someone supported them and someone believed in them, mm. gave them a voice that their voice was listened to. And they themselves then, uh, you know, give, give it back to you in space because they were leaders then. They were coming back. They were seen as, as, as proactive in their own education. They were doing, they were going around the school and um, they were, again, hugely, uh, some of these children were hugely uh, IT skills, you know, and they were, now they had access to the actual resources, the IT resources that they needed. So, I mean, it was, that was mind-blowing. Um, then we engaged with forest schools. Again, a lot of our children are city-based. A lot of our children um, wouldn't see the value of the, far, you know, the outdoor education. Mm -hmm. So through the heritage scheme and um, I suppose our, our own initiatives, we decided that forest school was, was, um, was a real opportunity for outdoor learning. And um, again, like, you know, that's what children wanted. That's what city kids needed. You know, again, they were they were like they were coming back, you know, muddied and, and wet, but smiles in their faces, yeah. having learned loads. And then stemming from that, um, I could go on about it, but stemming from that, we ha we also looked at our staff and where the interests were, where they could do it. And we had a, a girl who had taken a career break and gone on a on a tall ship around the world. And then when she came back, she was uh, lecturing to schools in, in, uh, around Galway City and showing her, showing her pictures. And we said, like, we're a maritime county. We're living on the sea. We're beside the sea. And our kids don't engage with the sea. Mm. So we set up uh, our own innovative program called Sea Schools. And we linked with uh, the, the Galway Sailing Club and the Galway Hookers Club. 
and we've, we're, we're, we have now kids using this, going out on boats on the sea because they're, they're, they're part of sea school. And that, like, again, one child came back and said, when, I, when I'm finished here, I'm going to, to, to be a fisherman or I'm going to be a sailor. Or I, and it, it's just, like, there's a life out there. There's so much that can be done in the sea. And, like, we're in, in year two and phase two of this. And um, we, had, we had kids, you know, helping to repair boats. We have kids learning about, you know, the, the, you know, the values of sea markers. You know, it's cross-curricular. There is so much that can be done with it. And like four teachers have already completed uh, a course on sea schools. And um, like that's up and running in our school. And we set up a mentoring program. And we asked the children like who their heroes were or who inspires them. And we have had people like Gavin Hinehan, who was um, who sailed across the Atlantic in the Whiskey Talisker Challenge from Spain right across to the West Indies in, in a race. And he was, he brought his boat in before he started. And he spoke to the kids from the middle of the Atlantic while he was sailing across, across it. And it like, that was inspiring. We had Pat Lamb was in the, when he was Connacht uh, rugby coach, telling him how sport can be life-changing. We had a guy called Dean McMiniman in who had cycled around the world for four years. Uh, we had another guy called Peter O'Connell who had climbed Mount Everest. And like, if you give positive role models yeah. to the children, um, it inspires them that they can do anything they want if they put their minds to yeah, it. Yeah, of course. And I mean, obviously, um, I suppose we have to acknowledge, you know, your staff as well. I mean, it sounds like I suppose they are really examples uh, and and inspiring um, for for the students. And and you too, obviously, Frank, I'll have to, I'll, I'll include you since you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Louise. Um, th- that's an interesting, yeah, it's, it's lovely to have a staff that buys into it. But to be honest, for us, agency is at the heart of what we do. And it's it's really not about us as teachers. It's about, I suppose, making the are the tri- the children that we have now, you know, are the citizens of the present, but they're the change makers for the future. Mm. So like that's what we're really trying to create. And and again, it's very easy to do it now because you have a network of support and you have a community of practice and you have people people like um, I suppose as I, 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 like I, I said that like her Fiona is inspiring in her, in her leadership qualities and. Um, She's she's certainly able to. She's driven, but she's she's able to crack the wheel to get us all involved. Involved. You only have to keep on top of them. I mean, it's so clear listening to both of you. Just, I mean, your passion um, for this um, project and for this network is just so apparent. Yeah, I think we've lived it yeah. and we've seen the transformative power of it and it's breaking away from traditional notions of education or that institutional idea of school. It's working together as a network. And I think particularly post-COVID networks and communities of practice are becoming very um, flavoursome in a way or of interest because we've seen how people lean on each other to manage crisis and micromanage crisis. Mm. And I mean, the heart of this is the students and the heart of this is, and Frank alluded to it, citizenship. Mm. We're not educating citizens of the future, we're educating citizens of the now with a voice and a right to be heard. Mm. And what does that look like? Mm. And that's what's inspiring and motivating for us within the network. And it unites us as well towards this kind of common interest. And you know yourself when you talk to teachers, teachers are often motivated. And I I heard you speak about a vocation. I I don't necessarily like using that word, 
but they're motivated in particular ways and it's often around social justice or climate justice or addressing some sort of inequality or some sort of injustice in some sort of a way. And that sense of empowerment can be quite motivating because you feel that you're doing good. Mm. And why, you know, why are we here? Mm. And we're here to do good. Mm. And we're better than to work with children in order to support them in their lives and support that kind of journey that they're going on. Well, thank you, Fiona. And thank you, Frank. Um, that was just such a, as I said, it was just your passion for this is, is so clear. So thank you both so much for coming in and speaking to me on the Teachers Inspire podcast. Thank you, Louise. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, Louise. Thank you. I'm Louise O'Neill. And thank you for joining me for this episode of the Teachers Inspire Ireland podcast. You can hear all of the episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find out more at teachersinspire.ie. Until the next time.